Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Tam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to a new episode of All Turns No Breaks. I am Tam. No, I am not Renee. Renee is not doing the intro. You want to know why? Because we were live all weekend at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and I am only doing an intro for the show. The rest of the show is going to be live. Throughout this episode, you can expect to hear our thoughts live from the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. The audio is live. There are cars in the background, people talking about NASCAR in the background. It's actually going to be a great episode. Myself, along with Renee, decided to drive all the way from Los Angeles to Las Vegas the morning of the race, and then we drove home after the race. So as you guys can imagine, it was one hell of a day. What you're going to hear on this episode is me talk NASCAR. You're going to hear Renee talk NASCAR. Justin, who's been on the show before, he was at the track, so he jumps in and talks some NASCAR with us throughout the day. And we had Kenny chime in. Kenny was not at the track. He was home in Charlotte. But of course, we couldn't do this episode without Kenny. So Kenny sent us his thoughts regarding the race. And all this happened live while the race was happening. Stay tuned. Check it out. And without further ado, here's our thoughts about the Pennzoil 400 at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Hey guys, Renee Garcia here from All Turns No Breaks with the one and only Tam. Hey, yes, these are rollers. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we are almost to uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway there to cover the race today. And uh, we'll be doing some live tweeting there and some other good stuff there, right Tam? Yes, we will. We're almost there. We got a little bit of a late start, but it's all good. We will see you there shortly. Bye. See you later, guys. While we were at the track, we got an opportunity to check in with some of the pit guys, and here's how one of those conversations went. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like hey, guys. Uh, Renee Garcia here for All Turns No Breaks. I'm here with uh, Kenyatta Houston. What's up, folks? Now, you may not be from Houston, but I'm from Houston, but that's hey, just his last name. Houston, name. we don't have a problem. <laughs> that's right. But neither one of them rap a lot. <laughs> <laughs> now, Kenyatta is the front tire changer for Michael McDowell. Hold on. And... Oh, look who we got here, Bob! Come on, Bob! What's up, kid? What's up? What's, What's up, baby? Y'all have a door, man. Hey, look, look. We here. We we here with the uh, tire changers here. Now, now listen, Jack man. You guys, oh, yeah, I'm a hold on. So you guys, you think? Now I'm a small guy. You think? You think? You think? <laughs> I, can, you think I can work in the pits? Oh yeah, oh, yeah of course. Look at these guns. You see where the tire is at? You can stand up and change. Hold on. Okay, look at look at these tires. The tires are bigger than I am. Yeah. You guys? Yeah, you can. We, we got to get on our knees the same time. You can stand up yeah, and do that. I mean, but look at these. I'm, I'm an elite tree. You faster. I don't know. Justin, you think you can do it? Maybe I can lift one of those lug nuts. I don't I don't even know if I can lift a nug nut. Anyway, Michael McDowell's team. Oh, yeah. We're here. 34, baby. Race car day. Let's do it. Las Vegas. Motor Speedway. Let's do it. All love. All love, baby. Hey guys, we are live at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. 
and we're not on the track but we're actually inside the media center because it's nice and warm but we're in here for a reason one because we were having lunch you can't stand outside all day and not eat lunch and then two because we were actually watching the race on TV and we have Justin here who is streaming the race on his phone you know how we do we have all our bases covered we are having a great time so far we've we hung out on pit road yeah. we saw all our friends you guys will hear some of that see some of that we saw kenyatta houston which is a pit guy that i've known he's worked for nascar for 14 years justin got a chance to interview him we saw ricky we saw most of you guys may remember rocco who is actually retired as a pit crew guy now we have seen everyone yeah that I know, and then some, and we got a chance to see some of the drivers on pit road. We got a lot of photos of that. It's actually been a great time. So we are actually now going into stage two. Yeah, right. so stage one just finished up. We have Harvick pretty much leading all the laps, except for when Suarez was out for that extended period, taking two tires, trying to get some track position that way. Uh, I see a lot of the Joe Gibbs guys running really strong. Yes. Uh, three of them are up there very consistently throughout the entire stage. Uh, so those guys can be going to have to watch out for uh, in the next uh, stage as well as the final stage. A uh, couple weird issues on pit road. Uh, yes. So Larson getting a penalty for too many men over the wall. And it was literally just because one of his crew, uh, pit crew members swung his hand down and his hand made contact with the pit stall. And apparently, to NASCAR, that's technically yeah. You a know man what? Because uh, I remember we were in the lunchroom watching it, and uh, and I kept and I kept looking at it on your phone, and I was just like, I don't understand what 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 they called as the penalty, but um, I was trying to figure it out. I wasn't sure if the tire, because it looked like the tire actually went into the next pit, so I thought maybe that might be it. Yeah, but, and I thought it might be an uncontrolled tire situation, but apparently, and it took NASCAR a few laps too, because all of their cameras couldn't catch that angle, but yeah. the camera that was on the rear bumper of Larson's car swung around to the right, so that way it could face the pit wall, and that's where NASCAR caught that and then gave that penalty. It was a little later than most issued uh, penalties would mm -hmm. take, and then obviously Austin Dillon running strong, great qualifying run, getting that pit road penalty. We saw Kyle Busch come back from a weird uh, mishap in the Xfinity race, but can either of these two guys come back from being now a lap down? Can they find their way back up? And, uh, and then uh, as well as uh, Ricky Stenhouse, uh, seemed like he was doing okay. And then uh, yeah, he's been like, very aggressive yeah, as always. And then uh, like we saw him uh, a little bit ago, and then he lost four spots. And you gotta like, think too that he already has kind of rubbed some of these drivers the wrong way. Oh, yeah. A lot of them not very <laughs> happy with how aggressive he went, uh, raced them back at Daytona, and then oh, yeah. even a couple instances at Atlanta. That's carrying over here. I love the aggression, but Ricky's got to start picking his battles a little bit more wiser. Yeah, because if he's doing this too early they're going to pay him back later in the race when it actually counts or they're going to pay him back when he's not thinking they're going to pay him back how about that exactly. so let me ask you this justin we have already picked our picks for the race you picked heaven harvick correct uh, or did you pick Brad yeah, Keselowski. No, actually, you know what? I picked. He doesn't uh, know. I, I picked Kevin Harvick. I did pick Kevin Harvick. And I yeah. went with a bush and a bush. I think I picked Kurt Busch as my winner and Kyle Busch as my alternative. But not that I can change my picks, but I picked Kurt, I believe, as my winner prior to Kyle winning the truck as well as the Xfinity race. So I don't know. I'm feeling like maybe he'll go for the sweep in Las Vegas. It, it is his it's hometown. Possible. He's with in, that, yeah, I'm sorry, Justin. No, I, you know what? We didn't ask you who you have. <laughs> I have no clue. 
Kyle Busch usually doesn't do great at Vegas. Sure, he gets some top 10 runs, he'll get a top five, he's got a career win here, but he usually isn't that great as far as the triple sweep goes. That's why he only has been able to do that at Bristol. He's, yeah. he's, he's phenomenal there. Uh, you picked Harvick. That's a great pick. We think he, he picked always Harvick. runs well here. In fact, I, I had to look back and I, I did. I was like, oh, I picked Harvick. I almost forgot <laughs> yeah. who I picked. He's won two of the last five races at Vegas. Yeah. So Harvick's definitely a great pick. Keselowski, also another great pick. A, a little a little off on the setup, but I see him coming right back. The Bush brothers, phenomenal here. They're running strong right now. All the Gibbs guys. You know what? We were talking about him earlier. Watch out for Stenhouse. You know what? I... <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to give you that. Yeah. I did, I did want to add one thing, which is interesting. If you guys remember, this time last year, Harvick got hot. Yeah. And he won, what, three yeah, races he ran, back he to back to three, back? Three wins in a row. Three wins in a row. He was dominant in the points. And, in fact, I think by his fourth win, he already had a full race gap up on second place in the points. So yeah. this is Harvick's time to turn it on because coming up next – Phoenix, phenomenal track he's at. Yes. Auto Club Speedway, he's fantastic at those two-mile yeah. ovals along with Larson. So. Okay. All right. well, well, I think that's it. I did have one thing to say. It's just who I am. I have to ask, can Jimmy Johnson get right now? I don't know. Ooh. The 48 is still on the track, and he's still doing I mean, really we're well. close to home. I mean, I'm from California. So, yeah, you know, and normally, I, Jimmy Johnson does really well here. You can't deny his talent, but you got to realize uh, half that talent is now with William Byron. Yeah. Chad Knauss is no longer okay. with Jimmy Johnson. So now you're going with the Tom Brady, Belichick argument. Hey, is man. one good without the other? <laughs> you know, is, good, is one good without the other? NASCAR is becoming more and more of a team sport. And if you're involved in NASCAR, you see that. You see that constantly. When one of your pit crew members makes a mistake, it doesn't matter if you led every single lap. Mm -hmm. You lose that lead, you lose that track position, yeah. you lose that race. And having that uh, seven-time champion crew chief now with William Byron, that puts Jimmy Johnson in a, in, a, in a weird spot where he has that talent. He has that capability of going out winning eight races a year. Yeah. But now with the new crew chief, that, sets, that resets the whole playing field. Oh. Well, okay. there you go. There you go. See you in a bit. Bye. <laughs> We have just completed stage two of the race at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, the Pennzoil 400. What did you think so far, Justin? We're going into the final stage. Well, we're in the final stage. What did you think so yeah. far? Yeah, final stage is going on right behind us right now. Tons of great racing action. I'm loving it. Got some new names up front with Joey Logano and Kyle Busch, but Bush got that pit road penalty. Yeah, dude, all the way to the back. I was like, I, I always get confused, like, when the, the penalties, like, they come up, and then I'm like, how fast was he going? Because it didn't even seem like, it's so different when you're watching it from a, a certain point of view, because you realize they're going a lot faster than what you think. Because watching it up here in the media center, completely different than maybe just right here in the pits where you can kind of see them. To me, it's just bizarre. It didn't even look like he was going that fast. It really honestly did. Yeah, but the hard part is that NASCAR allows drivers to go five miles an hour over the speed limit, mm -hmm. and if you're one one-hundredth of a mile an, hour mile an hour faster, get that penalty. And NASCAR is super strict. That electronic scoring really times it perfectly to that edge. And drivers want to get every yeah. little bit they can, definitely. I don't blame them. 
but when you lock up the tires, these cars don't have speedometers. So when you lock up the tires, most of these drivers gauge their speed off that tachometer, whatever thousands of an RPM, yeah. and then calculating that with what gear they are in, they'll know how fast they're going. When you lock up the tires, you can't figure that out. Well, I'm glad these NASCAR officials aren't like police officers on the freeway because I'd have like tons of tickets. Well, <laughs> yes, and I know Tim would. <laughs> Well, speaking of that, I have a question for you guys. And if you've been listening to the podcast long enough, you know that we have talked about this. What are your thoughts about penalties on pit road? What do you guys think about that? Think about what? What are you guys' thoughts about having a speed limit on pit road? You have to have a speed limit on pit road. It's a yeah. safety issue. You have so many drivers out there. I think what Tony Stewart has brought up a couple times, though, is that you have a couple drivers that are uh, possibly wanting to push for an electronic switch that drivers can flip on, and the car automatically goes at speed. You see that all the time in IndyCar and Formula One, but they're starting that debate of having that in the stock cars. The old school guys that have been fans of the sport for a long time, they don't want that. They want to see a lot of drivers involved with the sport on that front i think i think part of part of my thing uh with the speed limit on pit road is it's just one thing and and this is it straight to the point i understand why they have it maybe in a sense of like just because of precautionary measures they don't want anything to happen somebody to get hit whatever but i think it's difficult sometimes because you're what you just pointed out a few minutes ago these drivers are trying to get any inch they can any little advantage that they can and i think the speed limit really kind of hinders that you know but i I mean i understand why it's there but i don't know well i only ask this question because we all know that it's necessary but the question has come up a couple of times well actually our first season of doing this podcast it was a topic where we just kind of went all out for about 15 or 20 minutes talking about it. Obviously, we all know that it is necessary, but just imagine what it would be like without a speed limit on pit road. <laughs> oh, my God. A I mean, I guess we would be seeing things that we saw l- like last week in um, At Atlanta. Yeah, in Atlanta. OK, yeah. I had I drew a blank. It's only the third. <laughs> Season. It's the only third I, race of the season. I feel but like it I, all just runs together after a while. But go yeah. ahead, you guys. No, I feel like they did that a few years ago with one of the all-star races where they completely yes. nuked the pit road speed. And you just saw drivers flying into pit road from almost 200 miles an hour to come to a complete stop in their pit stall. That was the most outrageous thing I ever saw. The coolest thing. It's hard to do when you have 40 guys out there. Yeah. Yes, it is. I think if I, if I was one of the pit crew guys, I think I'd have been scared for my life. <laughs> seeing those cars coming into pit road like that i'm like well i guess that's about it we will check back in with you guys after the race and again this is a live episode so if it sounds a little crazy it's because we're doing live updates stage by stage and if you're looking at us and you're like what's going on yeah we're holding the camera because we had a little accident with our um what do you call it the gimbal so yeah the stabilizer gimbal everything that's what's going on (laughs) okay see you guys in a bit bye bye see ya well tam that's it we're here on pit road race is over what did you think i'm glad it's over i can't say that it was a good race i can't say it was a bad race we did pull some of our followers on twitter well you know i don't like to call them followers some of our friends on twitter and the feedback wasn't that great a lot of people did not like the race i don't know if it's the package if it was just too spread out i'm not quite sure what the issue was but people were not happy yeah i mean being here at the track always say when you're at the track necessarily get a chance to enjoy the race 
as much because we're doing too much. Hey, that go our friend Kenyatta. All right, brother, have a good one, man. Okay, yeah, we had to give a shout out to our boy Kenyatta, who we great talked guy, about him guy. earlier. Yeah. yeah, so as I was saying, it's not always the same when you're at the track, especially when you're at the track working because you're working and you don't get a chance to see every single lap. You yeah. can drop in the media center, you can come outside on the track, but it's just not the same. So if I had to give this race a grade, how would I grade it? What well, would you give it? Well, I A, B, C, D, E, you know F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Yeah, I know, right? Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. I don't know. I just feel compelled to say all the alphabet. How about that? Uh, okay, so what are you thinking, Renee, if you had to give it a grade? You know, I'm probably going to give it, I'd probably give it a B minus. And, and the a reason, B minus? Yeah, I think I would give it at least a B only because I'm here at the track and and, I, and, and you're right. Sometimes we don't get to see every lap. We don't get to see a lot of the race. But a lot of a lot of the race I was watching up in the media center, then down here on on uh, pit road, and and then we were watching it. Remember, we were watching it on the big uh, jumbotron behind us. And I have hair in my mouth. Sorry, guys. No, that's okay. I, 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 I was going to try to see it all in her face. But up until the, like the last few laps, Tam, when we were watching it on the jumbotron, then it got like really interesting because Joey Logano and and Brad Keselowski were were really fighting for that last that last position coming up in those last couple of laps, especially the last one too. That was that was close. Well, if I had to give it a grade, let's see, what would I grade it? I don't know, maybe like, you, sounds like you might have given it a C. I minus. was thinking a C plus. Yeah, only, only C plus. because we just had this, literally, we just had this discussion with our boyfriend, Ro Kenyon. We can't wait to hear what he had to say about the race. Yeah. But remember, we asked the question, what makes good racing? You said hard racing. Yeah. Kenny said strategy. And I said action. So can you honestly say we saw some action, some strategy, or some hard racing. Well, I tell you the at the end. Well, at the end, but uh, the only the only action maybe hard racing that I saw was from uh, Stenhouse. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was the only guy that was driving aggressive. Him and a couple of drivers were just going at it back and forth during the middle of the race. But then after that, he kind of just kind of let up and he changed his strategy. Okay. Justin. So we're gonna get we Justin got, over here. We got here our to buddy Justin coming in here. And okay. This is our boy Justin. Here he is. Hey, Woo! Justin. I, we saw you over hey. there inter interviewing some of the drivers right after the race, buddy. And yeah, you, you, you got Denny Hamlin. And Man. who else did you get over there? Okay, I think, Justin, you may need to go on that side of no, Renee. I'll go on that side. No, because of the sun. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Come on over here. Of, of course, this is live. You could have stayed there, but okay, come on. Okay, well, what, what's going on? Everybody to the left of Tim. How about that? Everybody. Okay. Man. Yeah, got Ricky Stenhouse Jr., got Chase Elliott, got. I feel like everybody, and really some of the questions that were being asked, Matt Weaver asked a really great question that I was kind of thinking in the back of my head. Was this challenging for the drivers? And we kind of got a 50-50. Half the drivers really felt it wasn't challenging. And so I kind of followed that up with another question. Was this more of a mental race versus a physical race? You know, right. there are some tracks, you know, like Bristol, a lot of the short tracks, even some of the mile and a half tracks can get very, very physical. So I asked them, did this feel like a physical race or more like a... Oh, and wait, to set start over. It stopped? I, I stopped by accident. Oh. Okay, so just start over. Start over. Okay. 
Yeah, we're starting over in the middle of Justin's conversation because Renee, again, we I accidentally pushed the stop button. Yeah, and if you guys remember, we told you we are having trouble with the tripod, the gimbal, and everything else. So, so this is live. So go ahead, Justin. And we need Renee to hold the camera straight. Okay, <laughs> Justin, as you were saying, Renee so a lot of people tired from the whole no, day. Okay. Yeah, you said Matt Weaver actually asked a very good question. Yeah, Matt Weaver, Jeff Gluck, both of them asked some really great questions, and one of them was asking the drivers if this was a very challenging race if they felt challenged and a lot of the drivers really didn't feel challenged and so I followed up with that and started to ask a couple of drivers you know was this more of a mental race and talking about my majorly relating that to Daytona and Talladega where you really manipulate the draft you set right. people to side draft or pulling people on the straight setting them up in a different corner as high lane versus low lane outside versus inside kind of thing um, and a lot of them really felt that. A lot of them really felt this was very a, a momentum-driven race. And then especially Kyle Busch, very frustrated with that pit road penalty. Oh, my god! Coming gosh. back to fourth. Yes. But he definitely felt, and he told me that he was just frustrated because the person out front that had the clean air definitely felt like he, they had the advantage. Yeah, I could tell just by standing uh, off to the side watching Kyle Busch do those interviews, Tam. I, he looked frustrated. You could see his jaw, like, clinched up like he wanted to just let out some curse words i know he did but well you know, we know that he's never definitely... one to not let out curse words if he needs to let them out oh yeah well i mean overall so you just came oh sorry here we go oh okay so clearly we're recording and that's because okay. Justin is like literally one step on the other side of the wall they were like i did a, okay, I did a kyle larson and so, austin dillon penalty today yeah, basically. And so that's basically what it is. Justin's just walking up. We talked about what's good racing. We talked about our thoughts. Justin, was it a good race to you? And what's good racing to you? We 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 this is like a never ending conversation, it seems, especially now with the new package and all that stuff. Well, the rotating package, because you can't really say new package because it's yeah. changing yeah. from race to race. But was this a good race for you? What is your thing? If you could see the camera zoomed out, which they did a few times, and I felt like they did great this time around. If you saw more of the middle pack, you saw some great racing. You saw, especially between uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And, and Eric Jones, they were aggressive yeah, against each I, other. Yeah, that's what I was kind of Okay, well, what's your today? grade then? Because I gave it like, a C+. Would, yeah, how would you grade, how would you grade the race And you today? gave it a I gave it a B minus. B minus. I, I would solidly give this a B plus. Okay. okay. Uh, I think that? it's headed in the right direction. But again, if you're focused just on the leaders, you're missing out on 39 other guys, or in today's race, 37 other guys. And that's where you saw a lot of great close racing. But again, that clean air out front. And then the other part too, a lot of fans really like to see Rex. We had no caution. No. Today. No questions. What did I say? I like action. I did feel, <laughs> but no, I, I felt that there was some action, especially I grabbed Renee's shoulder on those last two or three laps when we saw Keslowski and yeah, Logano battling. Going at it. So there was some action, but I guess you bring up a good point. I'm not one who likes to see a lot of accidents because every time there's an accident, that means that they're somebody could seriously be hurt. Yeah. So I'm not an advocate of accidents, but I am an advocate of move out my way, bump and run, yeah, you know, yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. So I can't see say that I saw a lot of that, and I think that's probably 
was the issue for maybe, me. Maybe that's why you gave it a C minus, and that, yeah, that, that, that's completely well, understandable. Yeah, well, Phoenix is coming up next, and a lot of these guys are looking forward to that. I asked Kurt Bush, and he said he's really looking forward to seeing this package at Phoenix. He even said that we're gonna, we're gonna see record-breaking times there at Phoenix. So okay, so since we're on the subject of Phoenix, who you like? It's time for Tam and Renee's race predictions. Ah, do I have to say Kurt Busch because he said that? No, no I was going to say. <laughs> man, you can't count out Kevin Harvick at Phoenix. Oh, man. I mean, it, it, when you go to Phoenix, it's Kevin Harvick versus 39 other guys. And yeah. it's literally a flip of the coin kind of thing. I like Harvick at Phoenix. He was hot today. He just didn't ha quite have that uh, positioning yeah. on track towards the end of the race. He had that issue, weird issue. Normally you want that first pit stall here. He could not get out of that pit stall, especially if you look at some of the video footage. Nobody else was swimming the tires except for Harvick in that first pit stall. So watch him at Phoenix. He's going to come out strong. He's come out with anger, wants that victory. This and your alternative pick? If you had to have an alternative pick, who would it be? Uh, if Kevin Harvick doesn't win it. We got Justin on the hot seat. Yep. Dang, you got me on the hot seat Who this time. Then you can go with Kurt Busch. <laughs> then I can go with Kurt Busch. No, no. Man, that, that's a tough one. If, if I were to pick a dark horse, uh, I'd have to say it's going to be someone uh, from either Larson or, or Kurt Busch coming through. So I'm going to pick Kurt oh, Busch to come through. Okay, you, you guys already know. Although, Curtis let me down. <laughs> I think I'm going to stick to my guns, but I'm not. I'm going to go with Kyle Busch because I'm feeling this anger building up. And we're heading into our fourth race of the season. Mm -hmm. And I just think enough is enough with him. He's upset. So I'm going to go with Kyle Busch as my winner. And my alternative will be Kevin Harvick because he was third today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he was third. What today. does the scoreboard or, say? Or, Actually, or no. says third. Yeah. yeah, yeah he was okay, third. third. And then so, the yeah. Bush brothers finished fourth, and I think fifth, respectively, right? The uh, Bush brothers. Kyle yeah. Bush. We're looking third back and over Kurt there. Bush uh, fifth. Oh. Well, uh, oh well. Uh, okay. Harvick splitting up the group there. Uh, uh, Kurt, I don't know. Okay, well, Renee. Okay, who you well, got? I'm gonna be honest with you. I am gonna go. He's with always gonna be honest with you. Yeah, I think he's totally honest with you. I'm actually gonna go with. I am. I'm gonna stick with Kevin Harvick. I think you're right, Justin. I think you're right. I think Kevin Harvick just he's hot in Phoenix. Uh, he's still hot now. I mean, he and yes, he placed third, but I don't know something about me feeling Kevin Harvick winning in Phoenix is just it's just my gut, and I love to go with gut feelings. If my alternative pick, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Brad Keselowski. I think maybe Brad Keselowski might come back really tough and uh, maybe pull it out. So I'm gonna go with Brad Keselowski as my alternative pick. Kevin Harvick will take the checkered flag in Phoenix. You can bet that. Okay. Oh, were you no, finished? No, no, go ahead. He was finished. Oh, yeah, I was done. <laughs> okay, so you have my pick, you have Renee's pick, you have Justin's pick. Kenny, we need to know who you got. Hey, what's going on, Tam and Renee? It is your boy Kenny, aka Front Row Kenny on Twitter. I hope you guys enjoyed the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. I hope it was everything you guys could have asked for. Now, you're going to wonder, what exactly is my opinion on the Pennzoil 400? So, with a mile and a half racetrack, I think we got just about good as we're actually going to get at a track like this. I think last week in Atlanta, it was pretty good. Lots of green flag runs, lots of strategy, passing in the pack, passing up front. I thought it was a pretty good race last weekend, and this weekend, I think the same thing as we've got Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano coming down to the end, and obviously Joey Logano taking his 22nd career win in his Monster Energy Cup Series career. So that's pretty huge for him, of course. Now, I think where fans are probably going to be real pissed is the fact that we didn't get this full package 
as advertised, quote unquote. A lot of people were expecting it to be all pack racing for the entire time, like a Talladega or a Daytona. I could have told anybody that that wasn't going to happen at a handling racetrack for one. And number two, with 40 cars in the field, I didn't think that was going to really be a factor like how they think it would have been at a plate track. It just wasn't going to happen. I feel like people were kind of sold on that. And then the test kind of gave a small indication of it. But again, like I said, seeing something like that in full race condition where we have all the cars in the track is going to be a totally different ball game when we only have maybe a quarter of the field. So with that being said, I think the racing was solid. We actually had more lead changes than we did in the spring race last year. Last year's race had 11 where Kevin Harvick won versus this year we had 19 true lead changes. So there was some improvement. I feel like there was good mid-pack battles. The restarts are real fun. I thought they stayed together way more when they were going two and three wide all around the track, which was pretty neat to see for sure. I thought they were entertaining, and I'm pretty sure a lot of other fans did as well. I'm sure most of you that were at the track physically were able to see more of those battles in the mid-pack versus what we saw on TV. We saw a lot more of the upfront as usual. So I think TV has to also help the fans out by showing more of that mid-pack battle, and then maybe they will understand more that this package isn't necessarily what you think it is. If it's just the front runners, there's also things happening in the middle, and I think that's just something that's really important when it comes to showing the race on TV. But after this weekend, we're going to roll into ISM Raceway, the newly refound ISM Raceway, as a matter of fact, for the Ticket Guardian 500. So that'll be with the traditional package with 750 horsepower. So we're going back to what we normally had, is which is what they run it at the short tracks now only. So it'll be interesting to see how everyone pans out this upcoming weekend because they're going to get adjusted to something that they hadn't been running for the first three races of the season. But I'm sure the drivers will enjoy that. And a lot of fans will also probably still enjoy that given ISM's characteristics of being more of a short track style race. Now, with that being said, who exactly are my picks for next week? You can't go without Kevin Harvick as your number one pick. He's won several races here. He won the spring race last year. And actually, my alternative pick, Kyle Busch, won in November, which sent him to the championship race in Homestead last season. So those are my picks. I don't know about you guys, but what are you guys thinking? Thanks for asking my opinion. This has been Front Row Kenny, and I'm out. Renee and I are actually about to hop on the highway and drive home. We may check back in. Yeah, um, we may check back road. on the way home. But, but actually, uh, I think we're about to stop and get some chicken and waffles. Yeah, we might have to. But uh, We're in Vegas. We are done here. The race is over. If you look out here, the pit road is uh, all done. The fans have mostly left. I'm turning this around. So you well, he's turning it to the sun, so I'm not there sure what you, you guys I'm are saying. I'm not sure what you can see there. But if you look back here, and for Justin, Tam, myself. I'm doing there. a boomerang. Thanks very much for having me, guys. All right. Bye. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Phoenix. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of All Turns No Breaks. We hope you enjoyed listening to us talk some NASCAR live from the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. I'm currently live at Manhattan Beach in Los Angeles, California. So if you guys hear the waves in the background, that's just what we do here in California. Please check us out across all social at Turns No Breaks. Also, make sure to hit subscribe and leave us a comment wherever you listen to your podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. It is very important that you hit subscribe and leave us a comment. Look forward to talking NASCAR with you guys next week. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 